Hello and welcome back to OT Talk with Mr. T, the show where we talk how to live occupationally with using fine motor and functional life skills. I'm your host, Mr. T. Questions, comments, suggestions are always welcome at MaximumTEE at Yahoo.com. Talking practical tips, practical tools, how to help you or someone you know live life more independently and functionally. We're talking about the fine motor skills needed at school and classroom activities to help fine motor skills, functional skills, occupational therapy activities. This comes from the OT toolbox. Just want to bring back to home why it's so important to get OT, why it's so important to hear about OT, why it's so important for me to tell you about OT. This is probably going to take us over today and tomorrow and maybe the next day with the OT toolbox their help. Thank you very much to them. So OTs are oftentimes consulted to assess a child for their fine motor skills that are needed in school and for resources to build fine motor skills in the classroom. When a child's fine motor skills are lacking, classroom tasks can be difficult and result in delays in many aspects that are necessary for learning and functioning in the school environment. There's a way to break down the fine motor skills in the school environment and how to build these skills during the day through simple strategy. One of these is finger aerobics. You can see more about this. We'll talk about it with fine motor writing warm-up exercises in a little bit. Fine motor schools needed at school because why are they needed at school? They're essential for independence and functioning within the classroom environment. Consider all areas where fi- all the areas where fine motor skills are needed for ease during the school day. Handwriting and pencil grasp, scissor grasp, cutting paper, paper management, including pa- placing paper into folders, paper clip management, paper connectors management, erasing with a pencil, rotating a pencil within the hand, coloring, squeezing glue bottles, removing glue caps from squeeze bottles or glue sticks, managing zippers backpacks, tying shoes, managing clothing and clothing fasteners during bathroom breaks, donning and doffing, taking on and taking off jackets and coats, managing button snaps, zippers on coats and jackets, tying shoes, opening containers in the lunchroom, holding utensils and scooping food to eat, picking up small pieces of food, manipulating coins in the lunchroom, typing on a computer keyboard, toileting, like tearing toilet paper and wiping, toileting, pulling up hands, using a stapler, opening and closing a three-ring binder, managing glue sticks and art projects, packing a backpack, endurance and writing, removing and putting on caps on markers, sharpening pencils, placing manipulatives and counters accurately in hands on math activities, and opening jars of paint. There's endless ideas ideas, possibilities of things that are done throughout the day that kids need the fine motor skills to do. We just wanted to give you some of them with the help of the OT toolbox, and these daily functions within the school environment require many fine motor skills. Each daily task requires many fine motor skills, the open thumb web space, bilateral coordination, using both sides of the body, the thumb joint flexion, finger isolation, just isolating that one finger, developing of the hand and the wrist, being able to keep stable the upper extremity, having the ability to move the joints in the upper extremity, that means the arm, the forearm, the wrist, the hand, the fingers, being able to stabilize your trunk, having the proper core strength and posture, having the proper range in all your in joints, having the posture the ability in your fingers to have strength and movement and arch development in the hands, having the muscles inside the hand itself and being able to integrate both sides of the body, having the the ability to be able to do motor tests with the visual component, being able to be precise with your movements, separating two sides of the hand, controlling your motor tests, having the grasp of the thumb and the pointer in different tasks and having the grip strength of the whole hand, having the ability to pinch and having the ability to grasp things strongly. When fine motor skills are delayed, a student's success in the classroom can be greatly impaired. There are many reasons that fine motor skills might be lacking, resulting in delays in functional skills like muscle weakness, 
inability to write a, a writing disorder like Everyone hears about dyslexia, reading disorder, but then there's the writing one, dysgraphia, low tone, delayed wrists and hand development, poor posture and core strength, insufficient sensory input to have the proper movement, insufficient visual control, incomplete bilateral integration of bringing both sides of the body together, incomplete utilizing the joints of the upper extremity with poor support, inadequate spatial analysis or synthesizing, insufficient visual motor control, delayed or inadequate arch development of the hands, underdeveloped precision handling, and difficulty with motoric separation of the two sides of the hands. We want to make sure that there's good functional use of the different aspects of the fine motor components, especially within school. Because when you think about school day functions, you have to think about the necessary phone motor skills. I think we're going to stop after this. We're going to break it in half. When you talk about handwriting and pencil grasp, you need the open thumb web space, the space between the thumb and the fingers. You think about paper management or scissor grasp when cutting sp- paper, you need the bilateral coordination bringing both sides of the body together. You think about paper connecting of breads and paper clips, you need the thumb joint to be isolated. You think about er- erasing with a pencil, you need the finger to be isolated. Rotating a pencil within the hand or coloring, you need the finger and the hand wrist development. When you think about squeezing glue bottles, you need to have upper extremity in the hand and wrist development. And when you have managing zippers on backpacks and tying shoes and clothing fasteners in the bathroom, donning and doffing jackets, fastening buttons, zip, snaps and zippers, we need the hand and the wrist, the upper extremity, joint mobility, the trunk stability, core strength and posture and range of movement. And fastening buttons, snaps and zippers and tying shoes and opening lunch containers, we need the dexterity, the strength in the hands. Manipulating coins in the lunchroom and typing on a computer keyboard, we need the intrinsic muscles of the hand within the hand, the small muscles and the arches to be working properly with the toileting aspects and the computer aspects, using a stapler, opening and closing a binder, managing glue sticks, art projects, packing a backpack. You need all these things, including visual motor control and precision handling and separating the two sides of the hand. And even endurance in writing and removing and replacing the marker caps and sharpening the pencils and the manipulative and the counters and jars of paints, you need that precision. You need the, the two sides of the hand. You need the motor control. You need the pencil grasp. We need the grip strength and the gross grasp strength. There's so many things involved. We need to be able to incorporate them. We're actually going to do one more thing, if that's all right. Fine motor development and successful use of refined motor skills and functional tests needs sensory aspects and foundation of trunk arm stability and strength and being able to move them and motor plan and coordinate different information when the kids need to perform these different activities and don't have these foundations there are going to be many difficulties they're going to be frustrated they're going to feel like they're failing they're going to have behaviors so many times there's a question as whether the student should come to ot for assessment and evaluation teachers parents and school support should consider referral to the school-based ot if there are many conditions that are observed and they're affecting school occupation and learning and we'll talk about that tomorrow many times i'm assessing kids you know i have to see 40 sessions throughout the week eight sessions a day five days a week that's about you know around 20 kids this year i have 27 it's about to be 27 it's really 26 and then i also screen kids and evaluate kids if if we see that they need evaluation a lot of times i like to do referral strategies before we automatically assume they need the evaluation, I like to screen them to see what the problems is and if there's anything we could do with strategies before we go to evaluation. But then I also do the evaluation, and the best is when I could actually put them on my caseload after screening them and evaluating. And that just happened with one kid that we're about to pick up in two weeks once the IEP goes into effect. 
But really, there are different skills, different things, different problems, or different difficulties you might see that really should be brought up to the OT in your school or the OT in the community, or an OT might know. Please talk to them if you have any difficulties that you're worried about that we talked about or that we will talk about. And stay tuned next time as we continue talking about all the aspects of why OT in school is so important here on OT Talk with Mr. T. And I'm your host, Mr. T.